preceding program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas with Access Consciousness. Today, as a special guest, I have Mr. Ricky Williams, who's going to be we're going to be talking about something. I forget what. What are we talking about? Do you know? Do you have any idea, Ricky? Topic is being functional in a dysfunctional. Oh yeah, dysfunctional. being functional in a dysfunctional world. If everybody, yeah. if someone should know about being in a dysfunctional world, that might be Ricky Williams. Yeah, I know a little bit about that. Yeah. So, would you say that you know the sports world is a functional world or a dysfunctional world? I mean, I would say it's functional for for the owners, and for a player, yeah. it's uh, it's dysfunctional. Yeah, well, that's pretty much the way dysfunction and functional works in this world. For some people, it's functional. For other people, it's dysfunctional. And very few times does anybody actually get the difference in what's possible and what can be done. You know, it's pretty amazing to me how many people I know uh, keep trying to, you know, they, they try to be functional according to somebody else's standards. And that's one of the things that I've noticed really a lot. I actually had a, an experience this morning where I was, I woke up really early and I was trying to go back to sleep because, you know, it's like being up at five o'clock in the morning is not the best time to be up in the, you know, up as it is. But anyway, I was up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm going, okay, so what stupidity am I using to create the slumber and sleep I could be choosing? Am I not choosing? And that didn't do anything. And then I went to, okay, so what creation of sleep and slumber? Am I using to validate other people's realities? And I could not say invalidate my reality. And I looked at it and I went, so what reality do I have around sleep and slumber? And I went, I don't actually have one. And so I started thinking about it and I came up with this new process today as a result of it, which is what creation of, you know, of blank sleep and slumber or money or whatever, you know, monetary reality, that kind of stuff. Am I using to subordinate, to resolve and absolve my choice and my my choice and my awareness in favor of other people's realities? And it's like because if you have no particular point of view about something, you always give up your point of view for somebody else's. And that's pretty much what you saw in the sports world, wasn't it? Exactly what I exactly what I saw in the in the in the sports world. I mean, so I went in having a having you know an assumption that there would be more choice and it would be more functional because there was money and there was fame and all the things that are valuable in this reality. And when I got there, I saw it's like a torture mechanism that's designed to destroy me. And uh, yeah, so I had to try to figure something out. It's, you know, it's like, well, it was interesting because when I started running that, I started to actually relax. And I relaxed in a way I never had with sleep. And it's like, what? How is that possible? But I realized if you don't have a particular point of view about what you, quote unquote, should have as your sleep pattern or anything, or like with finances, I noticed a whole lot of people. I actually had a lady call me today and I gave her this process with regard to her finances. You know, what? creation of financial of your financial reality are you using to absolve resolve and subject you know uh, subordinate your choice and your awareness for other people's realities and she went oh my god i've been doing that my whole life because i assume everybody is smarter than me and it's like didn't you find that when you were in the sports world they see they quote unquote were they whoever they are, was supposed to be yeah. smarter than you and know more than you and be able to do more than you? 
Yeah, I mean, especially I, I experienced that with uh, with the coaches, and uh, and I found when I when I was with the coach who, who who didn't and who actually allowed me to to be me and play the way I could, I flourished. And when there were coaches that you know thought that their way was the right way and the only way, it, it wasn't it wasn't so much fun for me. Yeah, and what's the purpose of sport? Should be fun. It should be fun. Exactly. You know, and- yeah, but that was one of the things I found most interesting about talking with you about sports because for you, it was always about the fun of it. Yeah. And for most people, I'm not sure it's about the fun of it. It's about what they're supposed to do or what they're supposed to get from it. And it's like you never did that. But you have this odd thing which other people should develop and you should give up. It's called a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, so, way, like uh, you said, I, I played I played football because it was because it was it was fun, and I assumed that everyone else was playing it because it was fun. And so, when people weren't having fun, I scratched my head and I couldn't figure out we're supposed to be having fun. What's going on here? Well, that's the difference between being functional in a dysfunctional world and recognizing what is dysfunctional about the world around you. Because, like you look at it and go, "Why are you doing this?" And everybody else is going, why aren't you doing this? And the great thing about you is you never gave up your own awareness of what was really true for you, which was it was all about the fun of it. I wonder I mean, what would know, happen for if me, people actually for me, live it, their life. For me, that. it's like the, the awareness I got was I would always, when I first would start anything, I'd always listen intently and I would follow the rules to the T until I got to the point where I was like, these rules actually don't work. And it and it kind of allowed me to to ask the question. Okay, so what else is possible here? I know. I no, thought it was very funny because when I first talked to you about this stuff, and it's like I went, "Oh my God, this guy's been functioning like he's been in access his whole life, from the very beginning of his life." But I find a whole lot of people in the world have actually been functioning from that place, and that what we have in access is not about telling you what to do or how to do it, but actually getting you to recognize what you know and how you know it and how amazing you might be if you just never doubted you. And that's how you become functional in a dysfunctional world, never doubting you, knowing what's right for you. And choosing it, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you always ask the question, even as a little kid. And it was most interesting in talking to you about your early childhood, how much of your life you actually did question and had question and functioned from question, which is not normal. And it's like, but everybody knows you're not normal, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've had a I've had an interesting uh, week. So I uh, I came up to uh, to Colorado, up in the boonies in Colorado, and I was invited uh, by this mastermind group. They're a bunch of. Uh, of real estate agents who, you know, they have these retreats where they talk about ways to generate passive income. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it just was interesting, you know, listening, listening to them. And it's like when, when they're creating, when they're making money and they're, they're do they're, they're functioning from awareness and they're willing to choose more than most people are willing to choose. But when they get together to try to talk about and show people how to do it, they start to create like this form and this structure which is really about trying to trying to fit. And I would sit there and scratch my head because they would read like an inspiring quote that was really about awareness. And then when they give their presentation, 30 seconds later, they start going back into this place where you have to try to fit and, and overcome and struggle and, and manage risk and all these things. And I'm scratching my head like, I don't get it. Yeah, because it's like, it's not about... The thing that people don't get is if you're truly going from your awareness, everything functions well. When you function from that awareness, you get you get to see what's going to happen. You get to see what's going to work, and everything works. Weird. But it's, it's kind of cool, weird. too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like we, you know, when we're young, we function from awareness, and then if it doesn't fit with other people, you know, then they, they start to tell us that we can't we can't be aware of that or we can't know that. Or we can't do that. It's and we like can't was, do that, yeah. Like when I was in school and I would do math problems, I would look at the problem and I just would know what the answer was, so I would write it down. And then my teacher would say, uh, you have to show your work. And I would say, why? <laughs> yeah. Why would I do it the hard way when I know what the answer is already? 
I know. Isn't it funny? And it's like that's one of the things that was interesting in, in doing this work with these kids that are, you know, diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, OCD, and autism. As I discovered a whole lot of them, they would be given a question and they would know the answer instantaneously. But when they were asked to prove their work, they actually couldn't. And then they were invalidated for having the awareness they had of what the answer was, which is just, it's just insane that that's the way we do it. And I, you know, it's like I, I, one of the things I discovered is that if you have this ability to like, especially with math, if you know the answers instantaneously with math, all you have to do is work from your answer back to the beginning of the question and you'll get it right and you'll be able to show your work. Now, why does working it backwards work? I have no idea. It just does. But I've always been looking for what is it that makes something work, not how do I fit in, how do I make everything work the way everybody else makes it work. And it's just, it's a real interesting thing to see that change, that possibility, et cetera, occurring. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, one of the things talking about, you know, being, being functional in a dysfunctional world, it's like one of the things that comes up for me, and I heard it a lot this week, is the necessity to make difficulty valuable, right? Like, if, if we don't work hard for something, it doesn't have any value. And it's like this this paradigm where you're supposed to work you're supposed to work your butt off your whole life and then when you finally have worked hard enough to have some money, then you get to finally enjoy the money, but you've worked yourself to death almost, so you can't even enjoy it. Well, isn't that cool? Uh no. <laughs> no. No. You know, it's, yeah. it's like yeah, I know it's like I've I've seen that all the way along. I've watched people, you know, like I gotta work hard, I gotta work hard, I gotta go to work hard. And if it if it comes too easy, they assume it can't be that valuable. And it's a bizarre universe when you think it's not valuable because it isn't hard to get. But it's like the one thing I've noticed about people, like like you, was it hard for you to get into football? It was it was easy. I just, I mean, I've made it to the NFL, and really, I just wanted to have fun and, and run around. I I didn't expect it to turn into what it did. It was it was very easy. You mean you were still a five-year-old boy when you got there? I was still a five-year-old boy, yep. Yep. You know, it's like that's what five-year-olds do. They run around and have a good time. And their point of view is, why would you make it hard? Why would you make it difficult? Why isn't it easy? And it's like and it's I, just a whole different universe. And I could see from the outside people watching me, they would always say, wow, you're such a hard worker. You work so hard. And I would look at them and I would say, it's not, it's not work. And I see people doing it all the time. Things that they're, they have these gifts and these abilities and these talents, and they, they enjoy doing it. And at the end of the day, they, they turn it in, they transform it, they transfer it, they squish it into hard work. That's a lie. You are enjoying yeah. yourself. And well, me, yeah, found, it's like I every great. Whenever, every... I, whenever I tried to make it hard work, I'd always get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, well, I'm sorry, hard work. What part of that isn't hurt do you not get? Yeah. yeah. You know, it should be easy. So, huh, just made me think of a process. So what creation of, what creation of your life and living are you using to validate other people's realities and invalidate your reality are you choosing? <coughs> Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try and create it all. Oof, yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Apparently, a whole lot of people are doing that, trying to figure out how the people who say you have to do it the hard way, how it's going to work. I know that there was a lady who came to Access for a while, and she was saying, oh, you know, it's like you got to take everything you've written and, and you and you rewrite it in littler increments, and you repurpose it, and you call it a different thing and give it a different name. And I said, I can't do that because it's like what you're saying is that that it's important for me to make something less and to call it something different so people will buy it. And it's like I'm not really interested in people buying it. I'm interested in people getting it. So what would it be for me to get people to get it? And so I started looking at how I could create something that would actually get people to get what we're doing, not trying to get them to buy more. And so that's one of the reasons I'm Voice American in hopes that this will give people the opportunity to get more of what's possible in the world rather than pay more to get less. I know it's a weird attitude. Yeah, very weird. So let's 
let's try that process again. So what creation of your life and living are you using to validate other people's reality and invalidate your reality are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion. We just try to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Mm. Doggies. That doesn't look nearly as nice as I was hoping it would look. But we'll see. So what creation of your life and living are you using? Are you using? Hello? Am I still on here? Okay, cool. Sorry, something happened to my computer and I have no idea what. <laughs> so, okay, so let's, so let's, what creation of your life and living are you using to validate other people's reality and invalidate your reality are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And the one thing about invalidating your reality is one of the things you do in order to validate somebody else's reality, you have to invalidate yours so that you can try to function according to their standards. If you never function according to anybody else's standards, what kind of different things occur in your life? All kinds of things. You know, it's like you go out, you look at buying a house. It's like, and it comes together in two days, not 10, not 20, not 30. When you, you know, when you go out to do anything, you have this other place where you can function from that's very different if you're willing to have that awareness. But you got to be willing to have that awareness. So, so it's, Ricky, it's, when... It's almost yeah. like we use our awareness of other people's standards against ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, isn't it interesting that most people would rather not believe in themselves and believe in others? And it's like, that always blows me away, that believing in others is more real to you than believing in yourself. Why would you not believe in you? You're the best that, that there is on the planet. You know? You're the greatest gift that there is, and that should be what there is. You. Because you're cool. Do you know you're cool? Or do you think, you know, or do you think you're not? Where do you function from that you, you know, that would create something greater than what you currently have? And you got to be willing to have that as a reality rather than look to these other things that other people have as a reality. Well, isn't that being, isn't that having a big ego or being arrogant? Uh, actually, I don't think it is. For me, it's like people have talked about, you know, arrogance and pride. And I go, yeah, well, if you do a good job, shouldn't you be proud of the job you do? And that's yeah. not arrogance. Because you're not saying I'm better than anybody else. You're proud of what you accomplished. And for me, I'm proud of what I accomplish every day. It's like, but arrogant? No, I don't believe in that. Because all that does is disavow others and not, not necessarily choose to create more of you. So you have to be willing to function from a slightly different place in order to make all of this stuff work for you. At least in my, my universe. You know so what, like what fascinates me about you, Gary, is is the way you use you use words. It seems like the way we've been taught about language and use words kind of creates a place where we don't have much choice. When you're willing to have your own reality with words, you actually create something so much <laughs> so much greater and so much more and, and so much more fun. Yeah, well people say a lot of times they say, oh, you're just talking about semantics. And I go, No I'm not. I'm talking about the definition of a word. Yeah. You know, it's like if you look, you know, it's like uh, like the saying is that, you know, pride goeth before a fall. Well, I don't think that was the original saying. I think the original saying was false pride goeth before a fall. Because if you're falsely prideful of something, then what you're doing is not real, not true, not going to fit anybody else's reality, and nobody's going to really want to talk to you even. So what would it be like if you were able to have the awareness of what you're aware of and not have a point of view about it? Because that would be an amazing gift. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you could be aware and it didn't mean you had to do anything with the awareness? Yeah. You know, it's like being aware doesn't require you to do anything with it, which is part of the difficulty for most people because they think if they're aware of something, then they have to... If, hello? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like my thing just said it went off, so I'm hysterically 
getting hysterical over here. Uh, <laughs> not really. I was going, wait a minute. Why is this dysfunctioning at this point in time? Shouldn't talk about dysfunction. Anyway, you know, it's like for me, it's like I looked at it and I go, okay, so what's really going on here that I'm not aware of? And what would it be like if I was aware of more? You know, it's like I'm really more, you know, more interested in, and, uh, I'm more interested in, you know, being aware of what's possible than I am in what's not. And it's like if we could actually choose something greater in our lives, then you, you know, one of the things you got to do is you got to be willing to, you got to be willing to know what's going to work for you, and you got to be willing to create and generate something that's greater. I really, I really like that question uh, of what else can I be aware of? Because what I, what I notice with myself is I'm willing to be aware of pretty much almost everyone that I know, and I noticed I'd only allow myself to to be aware of so much before I felt like I was going too far, and then I would turn my awareness into a conclusion. And so with this question, when I sense that I'm doing that, I just I go to, okay, what else can I be aware of here? And it allows me to, to, to stay aware. Yeah, and it's a pretty amazing thing to be that aware, to be willing to even be that aware, because not many people in the world are actually willing to be as aware as they can be. What would it be like if you were willing to be as aware as you could be instead of as aware as you try to pretend you're not? <laughs> Different reality, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, so we're going to take a break. Thank you very much. Sorry for overrunning things here at this point, and we'll be back shortly. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The bars is the first class in access consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hello, everybody. It's Gary with the wonderful and amazing Mr. Ricky Williams. Thanks hey. for joining me today, Ricky. Appreciate well, thanks it. Thanks for having me, Gary. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for this. By the way, I saw your commercial the other day, you know, where you got out of the car and did the, you know, the, the, uh, crocodile, the Dundee. crocodile Dundee thing. Yeah, that was so cool. I loved it. <laughs> I just cackled. I thought it was so funny. And it's like the I, fact that you will let people make fun of you that way is just awesome. 
yeah, I had a, I had a good time with it. Did my research and I did a my it was my first acting gig. <laughs> well, you did well. You could become an actor. Good lord. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've seen I've seen some people who became actors that I didn't think had the talent to you know blow their nose on television. So they can do it. You can sure as heck do it. Yep. So um, so we were talking about beforehand give up parts of yourself in order to validate other people's realities. And we were running that process. And I'm going to run it again a couple of times because I think that it will help some of you who have been giving up your reality in favor of others get a different perspective. So what creation of your life and living are you using to validate other people's realities and invalidate your reality are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion we just run and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Now I'm going to change it to the other one I talked about earlier because one of the things I noticed with people with regard to money in particular and bodies, you know, which was very interesting. I talked with this lady who had, she had been having problems with her body and I talked to her about this and gave her this process and she said, Oh, when my mother died, my body changed. And I said, oh, well, that's probably because what we try to do is we try to create our bodies to match a vibration that will keep us in connection with people that we care about. And it's like, and we try to keep ourselves away from people we don't care about the same way. But whatever it is, it's it's not actually seeing what your choices and your awareness is. It's about validating somebody else's reality. So you do it in favor of their reality rather than having your own. So what creation of your financial situation are you using to absolve, resolve, and subordinate your awareness and your choice to other people's realities? Are you choosing? And everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, holy moly, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Mm. Doggies, that's not good. So, okay, so how, how yeah. does this work in how does this work in relationships? Because you know, I, I know a lot of people well, when they just, when they when they get married or they do relationship, then they they think that they're supposed to share or they share a reality. Yeah, well, it's like can you actually share a reality with somebody? No, you can't. Or or do you have to you know subject yourself, subjugate yourself? subordinate yourself to somebody else to do it. I know I did that in my relationships. I always subordinated me to whatever they needed, wanted, required, or desired. Not for any well, other reason than that's what they were desiring. Well, you're a man. That's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, It's like you have a single-digit IQ. You need to have a single-digit conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm bad. So... What creation of, you know, what creation of relationships are you using to, wow, to subordinate, to resolve and absolve? You know, it's like you absolve others of having any responsibility for what occurs when you subject yourself to being less than somebody else. Are, you know, it's like your choices and your awareness for other people's reality. Are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Well, this has got I mean, it, way you, more charge you, than I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost when Pardon? you were when you were when you were running that process, it was almost like that's in this reality, that's the purpose of a relationship. Well, that's that's what it appears to be, but it's like, what if the purpose of a relationship was actually to add to your life instead of taking away part of your life to create somebody else's being happy? And that's the strangest thing to me is that there are people who are always trying to make their partner happy, but they give away parts and pieces of themselves in order to do that. Is that kind to yourself if you do that or kind to the other person if you do that? Not really. Because the truth is, it's like you shouldn't you be the person they quote unquote fell in love with instead of trying to make yourself over into somebody else that doesn't work. It's crazy, maybe, huh. but that's yeah. what most people do. So let's try that one again. So what creation of what creation of relationships are you using to 
subordinate, to resolve and absolve your choice and your awareness in favor of other people's realities are you choosing. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. That is way heavy. Yeah. I mean, one, so of, the things, whole... one of the things that created, you know, created my, my relationship with, with my wife is, you know, when I, when I met her, I, you know, I was kind of a, a strange guy and I couldn't seem to get things right. And she seemed to have it all down. And so started, started a relationship and kind of just trusted that she knew what was best. And so it's, it's just like you, like you said. And when I finally realized that and I started kind of taking my awareness back and allowing that to be a value to me and creating my own reality, it's actually created a, a, a better relationship. It's, it's, it kind of feels like falling in love again, going back to, like you said, who the person fell in love with in the first place. Yeah, so are you starting to enjoy your wife a whole lot more? Yeah, and the sex is better, too. Oh, damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, of course, you're, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, so it's like, and if you look at that, uh... If you look at that and you go, okay, so, you know, it's like, so are you more who you really are in the relationship now than you ever were before? Yes. And she is yeah. too, which is, which is, uh, which was a surprising part for me. I mean, I thought if I did that, that she would, that she would either leave or we would be fighting all the time. But actually she's in a strange way. She, she has gratitude and she's, she's more willing to, to create her own reality and have her own life. And so when we're together, it's, it's like, we bring so much more of ourselves to the table and it's so much more enjoyable and it really does contribute and expand my life. And, uh, yeah, see, that's, that's the way it should be. That's the way, you know, that's what a relationship should actually be. Somebody that is in your life is somebody who expands your life and makes it better. Not somebody you give away parts and pieces of yourself to in order to create something greater and supposedly greater. But one of the things that was interesting to me, it's like I wrote that book, you know, Divorceless relationship. And I was amazed at how many people actually divorce themselves in relationship rather than choosing to be themselves in relationship. And it's like, and I had done it myself, so I kind of had a lot of personal knowledge about that because I would give myself up to make the other person happy. And I thought if you showed them how much you loved them, eventually they would get happy no matter what occurred. And that didn't always work out because I wasn't always willing to be everything I could be either, and they they chose me for some reason. It was probably insane, which is why they chose me. But uh, you know, it's like <laughs> you know, they probably chose me for their own insane reasons. But they gave up parts and pieces of themselves to be with me, and I gave up parts and pieces of myself to be with them. And in the end, we grew apart, not closer together. Sounds like you and your wife are starting to grow closer together. I like that. Yeah, and and what's what's also been interesting about it as is as I've been you know kind of claiming parts of myself and being being me, she's actually allowed herself to loosen up the definition she had of what she was supposed to be as a mother, and uh, and so I, I'm up in Colorado in the boonies, and she's actually out uh, traveling too and, and doing things, and the kids are at home, and that's something that she she wouldn't have done that she hasn't done in years. And so it, it's it's been really cool to to watch her. Wow. Even we went to a we went to a had a Hall of Fame induction in Texas, and uh, yeah. she wore a dress. She wore a dress where she actually showed her cleavage, and I was like, "Wow! Oh my finally, you know." Even and part of my acceptance speech was I thanked her for finally showing some <laughs> showing some cleavage. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like I hate to say it, but as men, we do tend to love cleavage. It's really a nice thing. I, you know, it's like I personally appreciate women with cleavage. I, you know, I actually appreciate women just because they wear tight clothes when they do. So I'm grateful for every woman that shows up in my life. I think we're about to go to a break here uh, at this point. So uh, I'd say we better take a break and we'll come back shortly and talk to you some more about how to function in a dysfunctional world and how to be functional rather than dysfunctional. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. AccessConsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video, and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At AccessConsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. AccessConsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to AccessConsciousness.com to learn more. Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beingyouclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for my free video series, My Gift to You. What if the tools to change everything are available now? In February, you can join me for a three-and-a-half-day intensive class in Hawaii. Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com. You know if this is for you. You always do. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. It's Gary, and I have the wonderful and amazing Mr. Ricky Williams on the line with me. And, uh, yeah, it's like I was hoping some of you guys would call in. I figured, you know, if you got a chance to talk to Ricky, you'd call and ask him some, you know, like, about, you know, it's like, what's your waist size? What's your head size? You know, it's like you got an old football helmet for me. It's something, you know, but they never do that. I don't understand. I think we may be intimidating, and I don't know it. You know, or it just could be that we're not that much fun. But at any rate, so we were talking about what? I forget. We're talking about relationships. I have CRS. Yeah. Uh, relationships, we're- yeah, and how you tend to give up yourself in relationship in order to try and make the other person happy, and then that doesn't work. It's like, so is that, know, it's like on the, is that one of the ways we make ourselves dysfunctional? Yeah, that's one of the ways you make you, – well, it's how you make your reality dysfunctional. It's like how many functional marriages have you seen, Ricky? Very few. Yeah, me too. You know, It's like very few functional marriages. And usually the one thing I've noticed that's pretty amazing, it's like in Access we talk about there's five elements, and that's honor, trust, allowance, 
vulnerability and gratitude. And the one thing I noticed that's been most outstanding in each one of those marriages that are actually good or relationships that are good, the gratitude that they have for each other is phenomenal. And it's like you look at it and you just go, wow, this person is grateful for this person in their life. And when they talk about them, they light up. And it's like yeah. I've noticed that since you've been, you know, changing things in your relationship, you light up when you talk about your wife now, which I'd never noticed before. So apparently, you may be working into that place of total gratitude for one another, which is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the for the assistance you're giving me on that. I mean, we, we spoke one time, and the one thing you said is that I have to get myself back so I can be present in the relationship. And uh, and it, it worked. Yeah, because if you're not present in the relationship, who's she having a relationship with? Yeah. You know, it's like your alter ego, your, you know, superior other, your stupider other, what? You know, anything said. <laughs> all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. It's very funny because it's like, you know what, what, what is really possible in life and what we think is possible are so different. It's always amazing to me that people have this point of view that somehow they got to get it right. And that's the other thing about this whole thing. It's like the one thing I've always said with access is you can either be right or you can be happy. But you can't do both. Because being right, if that becomes the most important thing in your life and that becomes what you shoot for, then you have to make the other person wrong in order for you to be right. And it's like nobody wants to be wrong. So what if nobody was ever right and nobody was ever wrong? They were just looking from different places. And that's really what it's all about. You know, it's like I, I read – I don't know whether you've read the books, the Alexandrine Quartet by Lawrence Durrell. About the different but, points of view? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like literally they take – they have five different points of view. There's four books written from five different points of view about exactly the same set of events. And it's like – and you see that each one of these people, this, the events were the same, but the way they saw it was different. And this is really the way people see in life. They don't see the same thing you do. So you keep thinking that somehow if they see what you see, that they're gonna, you're going to get along better or you're going to see things right or it's all going to work out or it's going to be exactly what it should be. None of which is actually true. You can only see from your point of view. She can only see from her point of view. And that's the sum total of what you got. Nothing else is possible. And that's and that's another to, thing re related to that is I've noticed when you when you talk to people, is people don't really hear what you what you say to them. They usually only hear what they've already decided you should or you are going to say to them. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? It's like yeah. I, you know, it's like I'd been doing access for like seven years at one point, and it's like this woman, you know, was listening to me talking. She said, "Oh my God, that's just so amazing! I'm so going to do that." And she turned right around and did exactly the opposite. And I went, "Whoa!" She didn't hear a word I said. And I went, okay, God, whoever's listening, will there ever be anybody who will show up who actually can understand what I'm talking about? And I got, yes. And I said, okay, when? Three years. I went, okay, I've been doing this for seven. I can handle another three. What the hell? So about almost three years to the day, Dane showed up and about four other people who also got what I was talking about. And that was a big change in access. And that was the beginning of some of the major changes that have occurred in access. And it's like you know, like when you showed up, it's like some of the things that you did and said created major changes. I was really quite amazed at the, the contribution each person is that comes to access. It always amazes me what they know or what they're aware of that changes everything that we do. And... That's, I think, the gift of access, too, because we change according to the people who show up because they give us the tools, the techniques, the ticket, the keys to what still has people locked up. And it's just amazing to get these changes. And I really, really enjoy it. I know we, we well, came up with this. Yes? That's, that's one of the things I enjoy so much about facilitating because as, as you empower people to be themselves more, like I get to receive, I get to receive their 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 awareness i get to receive their information i get to receive what what they're aware of and it's and it's such a gift to me i always i always leave a class you know with so much so much more than i ever expected i could i could get 
I know that's that's sort of the greatest fun of doing the classes is because you see the changes on people. It's like I was doing one in L.A. you know recently, and there was a guy in the class, and he had this sort of like all he was all hunched hunched over and looked all downtrodden. And I thought, wow, poor guy. I wonder what's wrong with him. And then he had a session with Dane, and he got up and he was like six foot four, and he looked really good. And he looked good looking and he had this amazing smile and these great dimples. And I went, wow, you just went from ugly dude to handsome dude in a heartbeat. How the heck did that happen? But those are the kind of gifts that people are when they come to these classes. It just amazes me when I see the changes people get. It's like, what else is possible? You know, and I, I, I... I know that you and Glenna Rice have been doing a lot of classes together, and you said at break that something about how she talks about the woman's point of view a lot. Yeah. And how does you know how does that does that given you insight into how women are? Oh my goodness! I mean, it, it's it, it totally changed so much about the way women are. There's a there's a piece in uh in the in the new foundation where you talk about women as as warriors. And for me, like, I, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And, and so one, one day after class, we were, we were sitting and we were talking about it and, and I got it, you know? And so when you, like, her willing to be who she, who she be, such a gift to me. I finally got to see kind of what's underneath the outside layer of, of the constructs that people, people try to fit into. And to really see yeah. Glenna being that vulnerable, I was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> and to hear and to hear her to say things that women aren't supposed to say and to, to and it was so light and expansive, I was like, wow. Such yeah, it's a, it pretty amazing. A, and it was such a gift to all the women that were in the class also. And the men. It was a gift to yeah. all of us. Well, I mean, if we could actually talk what is as a woman or what is as a man and like not have these weird secrets and strange lies that we have to function from what what could really be created that we haven't even considered? Because there's so much more available. What would it be like if we could like expand our world with what we knew about each sex instead of contract it, trying to fit in or figure out? And I think you know, relationship is one of the most dysfunctional areas of our lives. Let's see, relationship, money, family, job. Oh yeah, life is pretty much dysfunctional. Never mind. I'm over my point of view. <laughs> and what's interesting is one of the things that Glenna that Glenna talked about in it, and I've seen it. But when she talked about it, she talked about how like really women women enjoy like being out, changing the world, and men actually enjoy like the comfort. And it's like what well, yeah. we're taught we're taught the opposite. And I, you see what it creates is the the woman is that stuck at home with the kids, the guys outside working. And the woman really wants to be out there, and the guy really wants to be at home, watching watching football or watching TV, and, and you can see how it builds all this resentment. And when people are willing to really be what they be, and choose what they would like to have in their life, like you said, to be a totally different possibility. Exactly, and it's like I, you know, I look at it and I just go, "Wow, what would it be like if if people could be exactly who they are and have no judgment of it?" And that was one of the things that I found most interesting is the fact that you can actually live without the judgment. And finding that people could do that and choose that was amazing. It was, you know, it's like it was amazing to me that that, you know, that that could actually be accomplished so easily. And I was, I was sort of stunned at how many people don't actually have a willingness to see what is really possible for them. You know, I did a salon de femme call, and it was about how to how women should be in their lives and how they could be in a different way and how they could be with men as well. And it's like I got more, I've got more emails about that particular call than almost anything I've ever done. And the women said, "Oh my God, it's like this has changed my whole life and it's changed my relationship with men in such a way that I didn't even believe it was possible to do." And the other thing that was great about it is one of the things I realized is that, you know, it's like women are actually the creators of the future. What we've misidentified and misapplied in life is that their job is to have procreation to create a future line of people. But in actuality, what they really want to do is create a future. 
And when women start to get that they are here to create a future, they start to function in a totally different way instead of trying to see how they're wrong. And, you know, it's like it is just a gift to actually see women who take up that gauntlet of being the creator of the future and they just become something else again. And that's one of the things that, you know, that, that Glenn has done. And she's, I think she's going to do a new telecall or something. I can't remember what. But if you guys are interested, look up Glenna Rice on Access Consciousness. And she's going to do some kind of class which she's going to talk about the fact that women are designed to create a future. And yet they deny all their awareness of the future. It's one of the reasons that women were considered the psychics in the first place was because they would be willing to look at the future where supposedly men were not. But it's a, yes, it's a different world if you're willing to look at it. And what would it be like if you were willing to be the only functional person in your reality, the only functional person in your family? So what stupidity are you using to create the dysfunction you are choosing that would change all reality if you would choose different? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Remember, when, when I say stupidity, I'm talking about unawareness. So it's what unawareness are you choosing to, 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 to something. I forgot what I said. How word is that? To what stupidity are you using to, to create the dysfunction? To dis create the dysfunction you are choosing. And everything that is times a godzillion, we destroy and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, folks, if you get a chance, put that on a loop and listen to it quite a bit so that you can come out of where you think you're dysfunctional and at least start to see what is real. And it's like we're almost at the end of our program here. And I really want to thank you for being on here, Ricky. You're a great gift. Every time I talk to you, I'm always amazed at what an amazing man you are. And it's like, yeah, I know you're famous and I know you got all that football stuff on you. But you know what? You're greater than that even, too. So thanks for being with me, Ricky. Thanks for joining us on the show. Well, thanks for having and me, It was fun. Thanks a lot. And welcome, everybody, to our world, which is a little different. Join us next time on Access Consciousness on Voice America. Thanks, everybody. Take care. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.